0: Welcome to Conversations with Christopher with world-renowned psychic, spiritual teacher, and healer, Christopher Reburn. Visit Christopher on his website at www.reburn.org to schedule a private reading with him, view tour schedule, his spiritual audio CDs, and much more. Whether you are a spiritual beginner or a spiritual warrior, Conversations with Christopher is geared towards your continued spiritual learning and development. And now, please welcome Christopher Reburn.
2: Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for being here today. This is really going to be one of those shows that we're always going to remember today because I'm having on one of my lovely, uh, one of my newbies, one of my latest and greatest friends, Helen Cooper from the Big Red rooster rescue uh, which she started in 2014 Um, and she's been rescuing chickens and cockerels ever since and she's just a lovely woman and we're so drawn to her and and the work that she's doing with the chickens and you know those of you know that I have a little farm and and some backyard chickens and stuff so I really wanted to to have somebody on that knows what they're talking about you know there's a lot of people involved in rescue and Mm -hmm. You know, they don't always do it for the right reasons. Helen, this is her life. This is her life. And you will hear a a lot of background noises once we start the show. You will hear the chickens in the background. Um, We're going to talk about so many wonderful things today, including how you can help Helen and her continued devotion to the chickens. Um, You can visit her online at bigredrooster.org.uk. But for the time being... Our Lady of the Hour has arrived. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my dear friend, Helen Cooper. Welcome to the show, my friend. Welcome, welcome. Hello. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. And we're here today to talk about something that you uh, have been an advocate for for a very, very long time. And, of course, we're talking about chickens. Tell us about... The Big Red Rooster Sanctuary that you started in 2014, this is really your life, and this is why I wanted to have you on, because there's a lot of people in rescue, as you know, are not in it for the right reasons. This is your life. Tell us about your amazing rescue.
1: Okay, well, I started it in 2014, late 2014. Um, I was actually working for a woman that she was – a dog breeder essentially, but she had all sorts of other animals and she decided that she was going to get chickens and she was going to hatch out a couple of hundred chicks every year and sell them. Um, mm-hmm. Now as you know, with that many you're going to get an awful lot of cockerel chicks rooster yeah. chicks as well. Um, she, The problem with it was is she would get her husband to Cull the male chicks. Now, I wow. understand that there's always going to be more roosters than people need, and inevitably, you know, some degree of culling is going to have to take place. And if it does, you know, surely it needs to be done humanely and when they're as young as possible. Now, unfortunately, she would be leaving these birds until they were six or seven months old. Really big, Whoa. you know, strapping big birds, some of these. Mm-hmm. Um, and her husband would be doing the deed. And there was, a, mm. I won't go into too much detail because it was really unpleasant, but there was a, a really Aww. horrible day that was like the catalyst for me. Um And it was the most awful day I've had. I mean, there were oh, it was just terrible. He was, because he was arthritic and he had really bad hands, let's just say he couldn't really do the job properly. Um mm. So I got, I, I came, I remember coming home from work, and I'd actually managed to get one of the birds that were being killed that day. Um, I'd, I'd literally smuggled him into my car and just drove off with him. And I got mm-hmm. home and I just thought, I can remember just breaking down and thinking,
2: there's oh. got to be
1: something that can be done about this. So mm. what I actually did was Googled cockerel rescue, or like rooster rescue. And at that point I discovered that there wasn't one. In, in the, in the mm. UK there wasn't a single cockerel rescue at all? The concept just didn't exist, and it was at that point that I thought, well, I suppose someone's going to have to be the first one to set it up, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's kind of what happened. And
2: the rest is history. And the rest is history. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I
1: had some chickens of my own. I had I had sort of maybe half a dozen roosters that, uh, you know, people had. What you know, what it's like when you've got chickens people would be sort of like oh yeah she'll take one she'll take one so i'd taken in a few and then it got it started to get to the point then where i thought you know this is just crazy i can remember sort of celebrating when i got my 10th cockerel and i think (laughs) we're now on about (sighs) about 120 um wow yeah and thinking wow 10 10 that's loads (laughs) little did i know how It, it was gonna go
2: yeah but yeah what so a amazing things week. yeah that that one, one of the amazing things with you also and this is one of the things that one of the many things i adore about you is i remember one of your recent posts on facebook uh there was a rooster or there was a chicken in new york and of course you're based yeah. in the uk in wiltshire um and of course you know so you you help literally rehome chickens all over the world don't you yeah. i mean yeah, if that's somebody right. you try your best in in
1: in new york um, mm-hmm. and that's not the first time i've had several inquiries sort of people asking whereabouts we were and if, you know if we could help and i've I've got a limited knowledge of some of the places um you know in America that can help because i I've got quite a lot of Facebook friends um from America and so yeah if I can I'll, you know I'll put them on to people um and see if they can help so yeah it's like kind of like transatlantic rescue. <laughs>
2: It is, and it's, and, it's, and it's so beautiful because you can really feel that your heart is fully in this. And there's so many people out there that, that are so full of, of awfulness and that do things just for the wrong reasons. And here you are, a breath of fresh air, and this is why I wanted to do the show with you today. And we're so happy to have Helen join us today. Friends, if you're just now joining us, you're listening to Conversations with Christopher. Joining us today is Helen Cooper from the lovely Big Red Rooster Rescue. Um, I want to talk now about the school hatching program. I know this is something that you've been an advocate for, um, universally to to stop this. I know this is something that we've talked about before we went live today. You know, there's a lot of science class teachers, a lot of teachers at school that you know get some eggs and hatch them out in incubators to show their children the the the, the meaning of life. Surely there's easier ways to do this. And what happens to the chickens after they hatch? This is this is almost barbaric that this is still going on, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it, it, this is the one thing that is absolutely guaranteed to, you know, make me incense with rage because, mm-hmm. it, as you say, I don't see why there's any need for it. Um, we every year, and this year has been a bad one. We get contacted by dozens of people, and it's usually parents um, because when the chicks get to be around about two weeks of age. And coincidentally, they start to lose their fluffy appeal and they start to get a bit gawky and a bit feathery and a bit teenage. All of a sudden, they don't want them anymore. Um, So they get sent back to the egg companies. And then this is when the trouble starts because parents will then find out that they don't go to this mythical farm, you know, where they can all live happily forever after. What happens is the male chicks... um, are killed. Usually they're gassed, um, they are frozen for reptile food, or sometimes they are quite literally just thrown in the bin. They're just gassed and then disposed of. Are awful. Um awful. It's just horrific. And I, I, I do not understand how in this day and age something like this is allowed to carry mm-hmm. on. When we um, made a big sort of fuss about it last year to try and raise some awareness, I actually got contacted by uh, a really lovely Spanish guy And he said to me he couldn't believe that it happened. Apparently in Spain they use plants, you know, they get kids to grow things like tomato plants. I mean, one of the arguments that people use for the sort of pro-school hatching is, oh, it's called the circle of life and
2: farm to food
1: and all this rubbish. Kids need to know where their food comes from, which I agree with. But then... As I pointed out, you know, I ask people if one person could supply me with a photograph of a classroom full of children sitting down, eating a chicken that they'd raised, then I'd shut up and go away. Funnily enough, not one single person could. Now, if they're using things like tomato plants, that's fine. They get to grow something. They get to nurture something. And at the end of the day, they've got something they can eat. No one gets killed. No one gets hurt. No one gets traumatized. So surely that's a a much better option. But then tomatoes aren't fluffy and cute, are they? So I think that's the problem.
2: It is, and it's so tragic. And and this is why I wanted to talk about that today, because this is going on. The fact that this is still going on today is just absolutely barbaric. Friends, if you're listening today and you feel a connection to Helen like I do, then you'll want to join me in promoting her and helping her with her Big Red Rooster uh, rescue. Keeping all the boys and their ladies is an expensive business, and they all require daily good food and cleaning, be, clean bedding in their houses. Uh, some of the chickens that Helen has uh, require ongoing veterinary care for various problems, and she strives to make sure they're all happy and healthy and have everything that they need. A bag of feed costs about 10 pounds. A bag of shavings around 8 pounds 50 Uh, Then there's costs from everything from purchase and maintenance of housing to vet bills. So absolutely any help that any of my lovely listeners can provide would be very, very appreciative. And you can even go online to Helen's lovely website at bigredrooster.org.uk and you can sponsor a bird for literally three bucks or five bucks a month. (laughs) So, I mean, we're not talking, obviously you can give as much as you want, or as little, and you can sponsor Stumpy, Mister Grey, Rocky, Cosmo, George, Johnny, a number of different cockerels and, and birds that that she has, among some merchandise that you get with um, with with sponsorship. So you can do that for very little, a very little amount of money. Uh, as people seem to think that oh, if I only give five or ten dollars, it's not worth it. Tell them that that's not true.
1: Oh no, uh, every single penny that we receive is really, really gratefully appreciated. I mean, we the majority of the funding we do ourselves, and it, as you say, it's expensive, and it's, you know, mm. it's, I, I work part-time in a cattery. Um, my partner works in a call center. We don't have big, glamorous jobs, and, you know, it, it really does cost a lot of money, so every single penny makes a huge amount of difference to us.
2: And, and that's something that, yeah, we, we really want people to go online and, and if those of you are unable to financially support the the, the the rooster rescue, then certainly spread the word on Facebook and social media um, to to help Helen and in, in this and in this beautiful rescue that she has. Um, being that you're in England in Wiltshire, uh, not too far from Swindon, um, could you uh, share with us some op- some any volunteer opportunities that you have? Because a lot of people like to volunteer as well, uh, and I know that you always kind of need a little help. Tell us about different opportunities yeah. if somebody wanted to come to help.
1: Um, they're always welcome. I mean, it can be anything from, you know, just cleaning out and helping them with a bit of feeding or more adventurous things like repairs. Um, I mean, we because of the climate in this country, we, we you know, it's, it's so damp and so wet, and houses tend to fall to pieces after a couple of years. So it's it's a constant battle with fixing things and sort of, painting them. So, yeah, anything like that's amazing.
2: Yeah, and that's what we want. And everybody that, that does this, uh, I've decided that, that anybody that wants to contribute, everybody that, that donates today, uh, Helen is going to let me know who donates and everybody's going to go into a drawing and I'm going to give away some free readings to everybody who participates in this because I really want everyone to um, to look into this and help because this is something I wouldn't have Helen on the show for no reason. This is uh, this is for a purpose. We want some people to help. Um it is expensive to do what Helen does and she does so much of out of her own pocket, which is which is which is really speaks speaks loudly of her character, I'd say. Tell us about Chesney. Okay? I want to hear we want to hear about Chesney. I know he's kind of like <laughs> your icon kind of almost like your mascot. Tell us about Chesney. He is. Take us back to the first day.
1: Okay. Chesney, um, he—I can't remember now if the lady contacted me. I think she contacted me, or I might—I think you know—I honestly can't remember if, I, if she contacted me if I saw him. But he—it was, it was via Facebook, and what had happened was this. Yeah, I think she did contact me. This lady, she was frantic because she ran a small play group for sort of preschool children, and they had decided to do the school hatch. Um, they. I'm not sure where she did it from because it it sounded like a really non-professional operation. I mean, from the sound of it, they basically Mm. gave her some eggs, loaned her an incubator, and just left her to get on with it. Um, She said that he had terrible trouble hatching. She sat up all night assisting his hatch. um, And when he came out of the egg, it was apparent that he had really bad deformities. He never would hatch by himself because he's, he's got a cross beak that, Is really severe um he's blind in one eye he's missing the other eye um and she did her her very best i mean she was devastated that this had happened um and she did promise me that she would never ever participate in it again so my Mm. sister and i drove to gloucester to meet her in a pub car park because i agreed to take him i've got to be honest i didn't i'd never dealt with one as severe as him I didn't really know you know if it was the right thing but I I, I, when I saw the picture of him I just couldn't do nothing he was just so precious I, I just I couldn't do nothing and I thought if I take him and it all goes wrong and he dies you know at least he would have been loved and cared for but against all the odds he's we syringe I syringe fed him sort of he was being fed every sort of few hours for the first couple of weeks um He's started to thrive. He's, he has so much energy and so much will to live. He's so unbelievably independent. I mean, now he's 14 weeks old. He'll be 15 weeks old on Saturday. Um, he's very, very bright. He's very active. He's you know I've had an awful lot of response on Facebook. Some of it's been really, really good. We've had some lovely people make some lovely comments, and unfortunately some people have been absolutely poisonous. Um, I've yeah. had some horrible, horrible things said to me about him, um, about mm-hmm. the, how wrong it is to keep him alive. But, you know, I just mm. think he he has so much independence, and he's so yeah. – now I don't syringe feed him. He's managing perfectly well by himself. He eats, he drinks. Um, yeah, and he's – I just think he's a miracle, to be honest. I, I, I didn't – I honestly didn't believe that he'd still – be with me now, um, but he is, and he's still going strong, and he's he's incredible.
2: That's that's just beautiful. Yeah, I
1: know. People dogging on you on there,
2: and it's just like people need to mind their own business. They have no idea what you've been through with this bird. You know, it's easy for people to judge, but they have no idea. They don't, they have not walked a day or even a minute in your shoes, so it's easy for people to judge, but they have no idea uh, the challenges and the sacrifices you've you've given. Uh, and given up to to, to help these birds. Um, you know, t- tell us about the intelligence of a chicken, because some people think, oh, well, they're just a chicken. But t- tell us what you think in terms of uh, how smart is a chicken, how intelligent is a chicken.
1: I think, I mean, they do vary, same as people, but I mean, we've got some that absolutely they're, they're intelligent. I mean, my original house cockerel, Scumpy, is sadly no longer with us. He, I mean, he knew his name. If he was in the garden and I was in the house, I would call him, he'd come in. Um, yeah, they're, they're, he, he'd recognize, his, his, you know, the sound of your voice. He was, there. De- there's definitely intelligence. I think a lot of them have, have got way, way more going on than people give given credit for. Like you say, people just sort of have this image of bird brain and, uh, mm-hmm. and how stupid they are. But, no, I mean... They're, they're kind you know, you can train them. I mean, I I haven't ever done it with any of mine. I haven't really got the time. But I've seen some amazing videos where people do agility courses with them. And, yeah, they're, they're, they're certainly way more intelligent than people give them credit for.
2: And and I know that that's also something you've been advocating for as well, is for people to understand that these are not just birds. These these birds have a heartbeat. They have a brain. And they're, they are mostly. Yeah. Some of them are very, very smart. I know that you've I know that there's one particular call that you get often and it's a call that you dread um it's when somebody has lost a chicken it's when somebody has, has uh, somebody's chicken has died uh, this yeah. is very tragic it's it's no different for some people than losing a member of the family essentially it is a member of the family yeah. what are some yeah. of the first steps that you would um suggest or that you would give somebody who's Grieving the loss of their of their pet chicken or one of their backyard chickens. How do you help somebody get through that?
1: Um, I think first of all, I mean, people, yeah, not to be embarrassed by it. I mean, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't understand it. I mean, it's it's hard yeah. enough if you lose a cat or a dog and people don't understand, mm-hmm. but when it's a mm-hmm. chicken, I mean, I, I've had people say to me that you know they they thought I was insane, but to me, it's absolutely no different at all. You know, there they are members of the family, I mean, especially the house birds that I've got. I mean, we actually mm-hmm. lost George, one of ours, quite recently. George had been diagnosed with lymphoma. Um, oh. And he, it, we, you know, he we got, he had eight months from his diagnosis, and it, certainly even now to talk about it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's, and then I finally had to make the decision to let him go because he you know i'd always made made him the promise that if he stopped being George you know and he got tired and he was ill when he when he started to become ill, then that would be it because I owed everything to him um mm. he was a really special bird to us he he was like one of our spokes birds we used to take him to places like open days and things because he was yeah he was just a really special bird, so yeah i mean it's a, don't be embarrassed by it. I mean, as I say, a lot of people they just think you're mad if if you sort of say that you lost a chicken. But mm-hmm. I mean, for me personally, um, I quite like to look. I mean, although I find it upsetting, I also find it lovely to look back at photos and videos. Um, I've got um, some of you know some of my really special house birds. I had them cremated. Um, and they're in little boxes and when I go, they're going to go with me. Um, but yeah, I find looking back on things like that, uh, I, apologize about, <laughs> I apologize. No, about don't apologize. Uh, we love that, hearing those chickens. We, we love it. <laughs> um, no, we love yeah, it. I, Never I,
2: apologize.
1: <laughs> I don't know what started him off, but he's, he's sat looking at me and he just did a great big shout. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, he well, I mean, probably remembers
2: some of these chickens that you're talking about. and He's yeah, probably I mean, celebrating with us. It, yeah. I think it's beautiful. You know, I well, actually
1: feel quite upset talking about it, and maybe he can yeah, pick up on that. I don't know.
2: I think so. I think that this is stunning, actually, because I think our listeners, this is just another thing that I hope people can connect with you to see that this really is. This is a live show, people. This is not being edited. You can clearly hear what's going on in the background. Um, I wish this is you could is see why it, because I
1: want because they are now just all standing looking at me and, mm-hmm. and sort of making that noise, um, mm-hmm. which is so odd because it was when I, and I, I you know, genuinely felt like a lump in my throat when I started to talk about George. I, I still find it quite hard to talk about him. Well uh, yeah, this show they, um,
2: this is this show we we're dedicating this show today to George, and um this show we'll dedicate to him today and to all of your oh, chickens you. and of course to you for for the help that that you're doing um tell us about some of the misconceptions about roosters. I know a lot of people a lot of neighborhoods don't 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 you know especially allow roosters. They are really taking, they are really doing something. We hear that in the background. Yeah, uh, what yeah, are some of the yeah. misconceptions? That's something. What, what are some of your biggest myths and misconceptions that just drive you crazy when you hear people talk about I chickens? I would
1: say the, and they're... the biggest one is that they're vicious. That's the thing. If I ever discuss you know, cockfights or the rescue or anything with, any, with, with a new person, nine times out of ten, they'll, they'll sort of say to me, if they've ever had an experience with with a rooster, it, you can almost guarantee it will be, oh, yeah, I can remember when I was a kid, and this mm-hmm. one chased me, and that one chased me. And that's, that's the thing I hear all the time, that they're vicious. Um, now, don't get me wrong, There's out of all the guys we've got, there's probably maybe half a dozen that are a little bit on the feisty side, but, you know, there's, there's mm-hmm. usually reasons for it. And most of them, the vast majority... Are lovely, you know they're they're friendly. They're, they're they're fantastic characters, and it's so sad that they seem to be labelled with that. You know that hmm. oh they're they're horrible. They'll chase you, and you know they're nasty. And no, I don't I don't agree with that at all.
2: No, I don't either. It's like people think they're little velociraptors, for crying out loud. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It's it's something. Friends, uh, we're in our final moments of our show today. We're talking to the beautiful Helen Cooper from England, uh, from the Big Red Rooster uh, Cockroach Rescue, uh, which you can volunteer at if you live in England, if you live near Wiltshire or the Swindon area. And you can also donate online at bigredrooster.org.uk. I, I really hope that some of, my, some of my loyals, some of my diehards out there are listening today. And donate to Helen, because like I said, everyone that donates today or within the next uh, day or two, um, I'll get a list of the names and everybody will go into a drawing. And I'm going to give away some some wonderful things as a thank you to my supporters for supporting Helen, because we need to support her. And I hope all of you listening can do that, because even if it's 5 or $10, I I hate it when I hear people go into Starbucks. You know, if you got $8 for a damn coffee at Starbucks, help you can help Helen. I mean, really. I mean, people go to Starbucks and spend $20 every day. They can yeah. help you a little bit too, and that's how, that's how I feel about okay. that. So, um, and like I said, Helen will get a list of um, uh, names and participants and people that donate to me, and then we will go, um, and uh, we will absolutely uh, – we've lost Helen. Helen is calling back in, so that's fine. We've lost Helen, but she'll be calling back in shortly. Um, I think she was having having a technical difficulty, but she'll be phoning back in. Um, I really want you to help out, friends, those of you that I don't like to plug anything or oversell anything, but I I really hope those of you listening will help Helen. She's a personal friend of mine, and I really wanted to feature her on the show today to – You know to focus on her sanctuary to focus on her work because certain people should be spotlighted certain people should be given uh, attention and recognition for what they do and Helen is one of them so I know that all of my loyal folks and friends will support her even if it's five or ten dollars that's all it has to be or more Um, we we really want to help Helen as much as we can and um, hopefully she'll be calling back in if not then uh, that's fine too I think that we had a little bit of a technical issue, uh, or she had a technical issue with her phone, but don't, not to worry, uh, because if she's not able to call back in, we're going to have her back on later this year for an update on Chesney and some of her other, uh, some of her other chickens and things and other volunteer opportunities and things to, to work on. Um, please go online and you can visit Helen online at bigredrooster.org.uk where you can learn more about donations, sponsor a bird, the latest news and more. And Helen is back with us now once again. Hello, Welcome I'm back, so sorry, girlfriend. I don't know
1: what happened then? <laughs> no.
2: It's okay, it's fine. I I I held down the fort while you were gone. So it's perfectly fine. <laughs> I you
1: could and I was you. just
2: Oh no, no, no. It's my pleasure. I was just telling the listeners once again that they can go to your website uh, at bigredrooster.org.uk to learn more about donations, sponsoring a bird, latest news. You've got a special event coming up. Tell us about it. You've got a tea yeah, party? We
1: do. It's on the 15th of September. Um, the details okay. are mainly on our Facebook page. I, I tend to do a lot of stuff on the Facebook page because um, I can yeah. do that myself. I, I'm not good with the website. Um, and it's going to oh, be. Oh, I hear a, you, girl. Yeah, I hear
2: that. I hear you.
1: Yeah, I'm terrible. Um, It's going to be a DIY tea party, so we're just going to ask people to come along, and if they've got any sort of power tools, any expertise, um, come and help us with as many repairs as they can. And then we're going to be serving tea, coffee, cakes for everybody afterwards.
2: Well, that's that's wonderful. I think it's going to be a wonderful event, and you'll have to let us know how that goes so we can update the listeners uh, as well. After that is over, we're in our final moments. Is there any special message you'd like to share with the listeners today, uh, in closing? Anything about the chickens that you'd like to close with today? Any special message about Um, the birds? I
1: just hope they've um, enjoyed listening to it. Um, Yeah, and if they would like to check out the the Facebook page in particular, because as I say, um, I'm not really great with websites, but I find the Facebook page is Mm -hmm. really. It's easy for me. I can just take pictures and pop them straight on there, and that's something I really like to do. Um, so well, yeah, that's, probably...
2: that's the easiest way to do it. Uh, and we're going to have Helen back on uh, around October, November, to get a year-end update uh, with some holiday, uh, holiday gift-giving ideas and holiday donations and, and things. A lot of people around the holidays donate to different charities in the name of a loved one who passed. So we're going to talk about different things later in the year. And we're going to have Helen. I've invited her to be a featured guest, so she will be appearing on the show frequently throughout the year for the rest of the rest of our life, hopefully. So thank you, <laughs> you Helen, for our first show. Thank you for being here today and talking about uh, your heart, your work, your chickens, the love, your love for the animals, and uh, thank we you love you. The chickens I've love really you. Thank you it. for. Oh no, this it's been my pleasure. This is the first of many that we will do together. I'm very, very excited, very happy about it, and we will be in touch soon. Thank you for being here. And that's the wonderful Helen Cooper, everybody. Thank you for letting me introduce her to you today. Check her out online at bigredrooster.org.uk, friends. Lots of love. Take care. Good day.